feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Cause your perfume is smelling sweeter. Well, it is Joe Biden's birthday, and many people are saying he is a very, very old 81-year-old. It's not because of the number. It's because he really is declining. You could see it before our eyes. So many things are slipping. And it's also, I contend, his policies, too. It's not just his mental acuity, but it's also his policies. Even over the weekend, uh, Joe Manchin was on the Cats Roundtable saying that he wants to appeal to the extreme middle, to the radical middle. We're going to talk about that uh, in just a moment. You could contend all the open borders and all the migrant issues, the cuts and cops that we're seeing, all of this, which I'll take your calls on in a moment. But in the meantime, there has also been sort of a battle of health, if you will. Joe Biden saying, oh, no, I'm spry, making jokes, saying everything's great. Uh, No problem here, guys. But there are so many reports coming from the White House uh, behind the scenes, not on record, of course. On record, they say everything's fine. But then we hear from sources close to the White House say they're in panic mode, that they see that Joe Biden, even in some of the new polls, there's a brand new one that came out from NBC. NBC, for the very first time ever that they have done their polling, have Biden behind Trump, 44 to 46%. So 46% for Trump, 44% for Biden. And this is consistent with like every other poll that's out there. And also uh, David Axelrod, who was uh, the brain, uh, you know, they had uh, Karl Rowe was Bush's brain. Axelrod was Obama's brain. So very entrenched in the democratic process. And he came out saying that Biden has, quote, a 50, 50 percent shot in 2024. And he thinks, uh, you know, somehow he thinks he can cheat nature, Biden. So uh, saying that's a nice way to say you're too old. We got problems here. And just things are just catching up with you. Clearly, clearly you're having some issues. Wall Street Journal reporting that Biden running is, quote, a profound act of selfishness to run, saying that it's just not good for the country and he should, quote, step aside essentially now. This comes also as President Trump on Biden's birthday puts out a statement and says essentially that um, he's in spry health, excellent health. Remember, that's what he said uh, when, um, who's it, Ronnie, who is the attorney, uh, the uh, uh, doctor, remember, who's now the member of Congress there in Texas, when he came out and was the doctor there and uh, Trump put out the note saying, the doctor says I'm in excellent health. So today, uh, this is the statement from Trump's personal physician. His name is Bruce Ehrenwald. And it says, quote, President Trump has reduced his weight through an improved diet, maybe less hamburgers, and continued daily physical exercise while maintaining a rigorous schedule, uh, he will continue to enjoy a health-active lifestyle for years to come. 
And Trump reads that saying, clearly, excellent health. Excellent, excellent. It's huge. It's huge. Things are great. But he is getting swipes already. This is interesting. From Ron DeSantis, who came out today and said that Trump, he says, is too old. Obviously, he's running against him. But a lot of people are raising eyebrows on this. Take a listen. Here is Ron DeSantis. The presidency is not a, not a job for an 80-year-old. Uh, Donald Trump would actually be older on January 20th, 2025, than Biden was on January 20th, 2021. Uh, but I think it's part of a larger issue that this is not the same guy as the Trump in 2015 and 16. That Trump would show up on the debate stage. He'd barnstorm. You know, yes, he was off color. He was edgy. But it was all part of an idea that he was really going to shake things up. Now he's wedded to the teleprompter. He's not willing to debate. And he's running on many of the same things he promised to do in 2016 and didn't deliver. Wow, that's interesting. He's going for it and saying he's too old. And we've heard, you know, even Nikki Haley said it's time for a new generation. She said he was the perfect person at that time, but now it's time for sort of a new generation. To me, there is no uh, comparison between President Trump, 77, and Joe Biden, who today turns 81, Uh, And looks like 201, you know, I mean, there's just no comparison. And even Bill Maher on the Democratic side had a lot of things to say. He said, you know what, it's obvious that Joe Biden, people believe he's just he is just uh, way too uh, way too. um, That's a nice way to say it. Just say he's way too old. How's that? I'm thinking of a lot of other words. But here's Bill Maher. I've been the one making that case year after year here against ageism. I always said it's a case-by-case basis. It's but, a case-by-case. But for case. that argument to have teeth, it all, you also have to be the person who can go, yeah, but this is the case. And it, I, I've said it before. Do I think Joe Biden can do the job? Absolutely. Yes. I don't think he can win the job. And that's what I care about. He's going to lose because the people think he's too old. And perception is reality. I'm sorry. Yeah, perception is reality. And I think it's more than perception, Bill Maher, but the fact that even somebody like Bill Maher is saying there is clearly a perception out there and it's becoming reality. I guess that's a nice way to say, uh, boy, are you going downhill fast? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Janet, line three. Janet, your thoughts. Hi. It's not a thought. This is a fact. From the beginning... I can't believe the Republicans that we have in power, that we elected, there's something the matter with our country and that man who just told you how he felt and us not saying, do you remember when President Trump was president, what did the Democrats make him do? Forced him to take a test, wasn't it, Rita? Yeah, you're right. You are right. The man has been ill since the day they elected him. And it's a fact. It's nothing to do with his friggin' age. Who are you My talking? Was, you're talking about Biden. Pardon? You were speaking Biden, about Biden. Yes. Okay. But it's like ridiculous. My mother was 98 and still giving me orders. I mean, she was fine. Right. Nothing to do with age. The man is mentally ill. It's a fact. There's nothing to do with age. And the Republicans don't say, and the people don't say, let him take a test. How come all of a sudden this whole thing is fixed and it's a joke? No, but you know what? You bring up a superb point, Janet, that they should be putting pressure. And there were some comments early on 
but it, it sort of fell on deaf ears. You know, it was like, oh, you know, how could you ask that? You know, but you're right. When Biden, uh, you know, when Trump rather was in the White House, they were asking every single day to take a test, his mental acuity. Remember what a big deal it was? Like when the, te- oh, let's see the results. Let's say, right. Party, you're right. So right. how come the Republican Party is so bright? We no, just did so much voting, and they voted all the Democrats back in again. In yeah. our By the I way, think, you are right. They should be putting planned. loud pressure, don't you think? They they roll over. You know, the thing is, Democrats strategize. They come out. They seem unified. The Republican Party, for some reason, that's like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, you hear some of the people in the Republican Party. Oh, that's not nice to ask, you know, President Biden. Are you kidding me? And it's not a question of nice, Janet. It's a question of the country needs to be in hands of somebody who has mental acuity. And it needs it needs a lot of strength. It's not for the weak of heart. Make somebody say something. Let him be tested. You know what? And then what are we going to get? The whole thing, this is a plan to break our country down, smoking marijuana in the streets. You know what? Alcohol. Go take a, a nipple and put it on a bottle and walk in the streets drinking a bottle of wine. I mean, the kids are allowed to smoke marijuana now. It's just killing their brains. The whole country is going down the drain right before the people's eyes. By the way, like Jan- by the way, the by the way, Janet, did you see also yeah. that uh, sadly in the middle of all this, uh, Eric Adams is talking about cutting cops and it looks like the city council is going to go along with it. You know what? They should all have their salaries cut for allowing this to happen to our country. And you know what? It's going to happen, Rita. If things don't change, we're in deep trouble. Yeah. No. (laughs) I know what you were thinking. I was thinking the same thing. I agree. Janet, thank you. You're terrific. And give, give us a call back soon. I love your passion and I love your caring for this city and the country and uh, making sure that it's in the right hands. But you're right. We should be pushing for a test like that, like you've suggested. Spot on. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Larry, your thoughts. Well, as far as Biden goes, I don't under, I, I can't understand how he's going to even uh, make a showing for the nomination. If Trump runs ads showing short clips of all his uh, verbal and mental uh, trip-ups, and then they contrast it with Trump's fiery speech and say, who's the, who's, uh, you know, who's, who has it, who doesn't have it, has it at 78 years old? You know, because uh, DeSantis was saying he's going to be older than, than Biden. He, uh, Trump could come back and say, who has it at the day, even though he's older, who has it, who doesn't have it? I mean, it's so, it will be so obvious by the television ads that he runs I, I can't see how Biden could get the nomination based on, on, on the television ads even. Yeah. You know? What, and the thing is, Larry, if he was not the president of the United States, I think they'd keep him in the basement the whole time like they did during COVID, remember? Um, because, But the problem is he does have to go to events. So we do get to see him. You know, so I, I think they would have preferred him to be sort of uh, kept under wraps and pretend like he's spry as a chicken, you know, suddenly, you know. But but you're right. There are so many videotapes of him. And there's so many stories out there now, Larry, about, you know, we've seen these stories about how the ramp is shorter going up to Air Force One, that he's wearing more like kind of tennis sneakers with bigger grips so he won't slip. 
I mean, it's it's embarrassing, Larry, and the world is watching this, and they all see what we see. You know, I think the the story about the emperor has no clothes. I think you could only keep the emperor clothed for so long. Eventually, everybody's going to realize the emperor has no clothes, and sooner or later, every, somebody's going to say something, and pe- everybody's going to start talking. And I think we've reached that moment already. And if they keep pushing it, well, that's good for us. And by the way, as far as Trump being young and spry, all I think all these indictments, these torments of him, I think they've injected youth into him because he has to fight. And all his, uh, you know, all these youth, he's never looked better in his life, I have to tell you. Um, and um, I think they're making him young is what they're doing. Yeah, I do, too. And especially when you compare the two, you realize that, you know, age is just a number. And boy, is it uh, in bad shape when it comes to Biden. I mean, he is a a very aged, deteriorating 81-year-old today. Like, there's nothing to be on his birthday. Everybody's going, uh, oh, God, I thought he was 101 years old, not 81. You know, they're like, whoa. You know, and he's trying to make a joke of it. And I actually don't think it's a joke. I think it's really sad for the country. And I think we need new leadership. I mean, there's a lot of his policy issues, which is a whole other matter, too, that are just chaotic. But, boy, you have that combination of what, you know, his lackluster performance, his disengagement, his, you know, I I mean, you could say some of the policy problems. Maybe he's not aware of them. There's no way he can't be aware of what's happening at the border. There's no way he can't be aware of what's happening, you know, in the economy. There's no way he can't be aware of his lackluster attempts uh, to do anything uh, to hold China to account or Iran to account. And even his support of Israel is so like lackluster. He's saying the right things, uh, but his actions have just been all over the place. And it, it is it is downright dangerous, Larry, really, really dangerous. There are so many issues here. And uh, I just pray for our country, guys. We're going to continue your calls after the break. one 800 and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show. mental issues. So can the country handle another presidency? You even hear the Wall Street Journal saying it is utterly selfish, profound selfishness for him to run is what they're saying. Your thoughts, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line five. Stan, your thoughts. (laughs) 
I want to talk about that Cardi B. She is the perfect example of all type of wonderful women that you support. She's 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 the she's, she's a making pig sense. In plain English. What oh, a wait, 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 a couple no, things. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you. She's a successful rapper, and she's making yeah, a lot more right. sense than the English city council. She can't speak English and spit at the same time. I Give trust me her more with the budget than New York City Council these uh, days. Hey, I, I could, hey, that, there's no doubt there's a trouble with this mayor. Absolutely. Yeah. But that, I'd rather hear from Dr. Ruth than from this, this yutz. Well, well, what, about, what about Biden? What about Biden? He's a mess. No, I don't think so. I'll tell you who's a mess. The, the Wall Street Journal should have said uh, he, should get, he should tell that to, the, to Trump. Let, here's what we'll do. Let Trump get out, and then Biden will get out. How oh, wait, wait, Stan. Hang on. Let me just play. I like that. You know what? There, there are so many. Let me just play a little bit of your Biden favorites. Here we go. The best way to get something done, if, you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte. One another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him. The idea that. um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to. We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, me um, say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with uh, the. Uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K. And two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way... That boy's got, he got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. I can't imagine, Stan, what he'd say about Cardi B. Go ahead. She's a pig. That's what he would say. Oh, no. She's she a is, pig. Yeah. Stan. And you like her? And you can. You know, you know what, Stan? That's why the Stan. education of this country is in the Stan. toilet. People Stan. like that. You I know what? I'm happy that she at least is speaking out. She has a lot of followers. She has a lot. Everyone was F. All, oh, Stan. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a very powerful story coming from Clifton Park, New York where New York State Senator Jim Tedisco 
honored a local World War II veteran and inventor of the modern bowling ball, Joseph Gontaluno, who is now 101 years old of Schenectady, who holds the patent of the modern bowling ball, will be inducted into the New York State Senate Veterans Hall of Fame. The veteran received the Liberty Medal, which is the highest honor from the Senate, at a ceremony in Clifton Park, New York, and it happened this morning. He is a World War II U.S. Army veteran who served in Okinawa and Korea, and he also worked for GE and IBM. And get this, holds a total of 28 patents, including for different golf balls and a mechanical hand that was used by NASA. He said of all his accomplishments, the very lively 101-year-old said having a great family was the greatest invention of them all. What a great, great story. And we love so much supporting our great veterans. And everybody, America's heroes need your help. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All you have to do is go to T2T.org. That's T number two, T.org. Over 40,000 veterans are experiencing homelessness in the United States. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation launched its homeless veteran program last year to combat this injustice. The program provides housing and comprehensive support services to military veterans nationwide. In 2023 alone, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing to over 3,000 veterans. Join the foundation on its mission to end veteran homelessness by donating $11 per month. Head to T2T.org to donate and learn more. That's T, the number two, T.org. And again, go to T2T.org and do whatever you can to help America's heroes. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation does so much. They are the best and they just do such incredible work year round. And of course, think of our veterans as we're heading now into the holidays and our first responders Thank you for all you can do. And we are talking, of course, about President Biden. It's his 81st birthday. Uh, but a lot of people are saying, uh, boy, is he going downhill fast. And right now the country desperately needs leadership. Here, by the way, is an indication that even the party is panicking. First, we talked about David Axelrod. Carville has also expressed concern. Um, there are the reports, as I mentioned, from the Wall Street Journal. There's a lot of people who are saying it. Uh, also, Joe Manchin was on the Cats Roundtable on Sunday, and he was talking about how politics, he said, have become too divided, that there's too far left. He feels Biden's become too far left, and he feels it's time to, quote, attract what he calls the radical middle. Also, Biden is getting a battle within his own party, within the Democratic Party, because if Joe Biden should decide to run, he would run under no labels. And this Dean Phillips, he is a congressman from Minnesota. He's a Democrat. And he just said, you know what? Uh, For the good of the party, Joe Biden needs to get out of the race and he needs to get out of the race fast. Listen to what he had to say. Just to be clear on Biden, do you believe he's in cognitive decline? Do the Democrats privately believe he's in cognitive decline? And to what extent do you think he'd make it through the next presidency? 
Or do you think this is sort of a Ronald Reagan situation where we might look back on it and he's got some early onset of some cognitive decline? What, what do you personally think and what do Democrats think? I don't want to impress upon anybody or give you the sense that I think he has a form of dementia or Alzheimer's or significant cognitive decline. Um, but anybody who pays attention can see the change. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, people are saying that I'm causing his problems. I could risk his, you know, reelection. You know, I'm not the guy that has him losing to Trump nationally down in five of six battleground states, the lowest approval ratings in uh, presidential history almost. Uh, and I'm certainly not the guy uh, that has shown his, you know, his decline. That's on video. That's on audio. You see it. It's natural. He's a human being, for goodness sakes. All I'm doing, you guys, is saying the quiet part out loud. The only one. You ask the question, do others talk about this? The question is, is anybody not talking about this? Of course they are, you guys. <laughs> They've really created an opportunity for you because, like you said, everyone's talking about this, of course. but no one's willing to say it. Well, it seems like everybody's saying it, and it's so bad that even Democrats are saying it now. Also, he's getting a lot of incoming in terms of strong vitriol coming from within the Democratic Party. Over the weekend, the Democratic State Convention that took place in California and Sacramento. They had all these protesters screaming there outside. We've also seen some really uh, heated protests taking place on college campuses. And we also saw at a recent rally uh, where they were chanting this about Joe Biden. They don't like that he is supporting Israel in any shape or form. And some of these new polls that just are coming out showing he's really losing young people in a big, big way. And I think a lot of it, quite frankly, is tied to the fact that they're not happy with the way he's handling Israel. He's supporting Israel. I say bravo to him. But he should also be clamping down on this hate at colleges. He shouldn't let it fester. It's like the same thing with the BLM riots. Remember, they were like Kamala Harris was supporting the Minnesota Freedom Fund that was funding a lot of the protesters. They should have clamped down on it. I mean, this is it's out of control. But anyway, here is one of the protests where they're shouting him genocide Joe. Genocide Joe! 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 And today at the White House press briefing, John Kirby was asked. What does the White House think about the new name, Genocide Joe? Protesters here in D.C. and New York, across the country, uh, they've settled on a nickname for the president. Uh, they've been calling him Genocide Joe. They wrote it on the gates. Um, do you have a response from the White House to that nickname that they've settled okay. on? We're not worried about nicknames and bumper stickers. I mean, uh, it, it's First Amendment, free speech. Um, uh, the president's focused on as... He wrote in his op-ed on making sure that we can continue to support Israel as they fight a terrible terrorist group, Hamas, um, and as we all work together to get humanitarian assistance in and get people out, including hostages. Um, I, I said this the other day. Again, people can say what they want on, on the sidewalk, and, that, and we respect that. That's what the First Amendment's about. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, what Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They've said so publicly more than one occasion. In fact, just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. 
What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. Well, I'm glad that they're at least standing firm, but they need to rein in some of these crazy folks that are protesting all over the place. What are your thoughts, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, also, by the way, on a happy note, uh, I want to give a big thank you to Anto Korean Steakhouse, uh, where we had a little bit of a party yesterday. Uh, as many of you know, it was my birthday It was the greatest cake that they brought out from Delicious Angelina Bakery. You have to see the pictures. We put them up on my social media. You can go on Twitter, at Rita Cosby, also on at 77 WABC Radio. Look like the 4th of July with these big, huge sparklers. But they surprised me, and they brought out this cake in the shape of a radio. It is like a work of art. It is so amazing. We, we All of us were like afraid to eat it today because it looks so beautiful. It tasted so delicious. So I'm glad we did start eating it. It was so, so good. Um, but it was just shaped and it had a WABC radio on it and the microphone and everything else. And I just uh, want to just thank Angelina Bakery for the amazing work that they did on the cake. Obviously, Anto Korean Steakhouse was fabulous. We had uh, marinated beef short ribs, side dishes, uh, shrimp cocktail, freshly made kimchi that would clear out your sinuses. It was delicious. It was so good. The chef there is a Chef Mook. He is the youngest Michelin star chef in Korea. And uh, the manager there, Alan, just made the birthday so special. Um, and, of course, I want to give a big shout-out to Tony Park, of QB Hospitality, and most importantly, to the great, great Joe Chinque of the American Academy of Hospitality Sciences. He made my birthday so special. I love him. I appreciate him so much. And he just made the birthday so magical and so incredible. But I encourage you all uh, to check out Angelina Bakery, Anto Korean Steakhouse. If you're going to New York, it is the best. And Joe Chinque, I love you. I love you. I love you. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC on line two. Uh, JC, your thoughts? Uh, Rita, uh, Joe Biden, he's he's done. It seems like free speech is only uh, for all of the bad people, but like no free speech for uh, Donald Trump. But here's my challenge, okay? I'm challenging Cardi B, who's my new hero, B standing for bold, and Cardi beep, beep. I'm challenging her to reach out to Donald Trump and Lee Zeldin, okay, and ask them what they would do for New York and New York City if they were elected. Because it's a sad state of fear that New York was in better hands with Andrew Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio than Eric Adams and, and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kathy uh, Hochul. Kathy Hochul. Listen, I will. By the way, Kathy Hochul brought up the other day that she said, um, by the you know, we may try to find a way to save New York City. The question is, I don't you know what everyone's saying is there's not really anything they can do uh, because New York State's in dire crisis and they've got their own issues. And it's so it is so enormous, the fiscal issue in New York City, that who knows? It may it may be insurmountable. 
So, but there's there are places to cut, JC. The fact that they're actually thinking of cutting in some of these other areas, it's like it's like that you would start cutting a pre-K and you would cut cops. I mean, you know, we we played uh, Cardi B before, who seems like a. Uh, you know, seems like, uh, you know, right on. She's got a pulse. I wish there were more of her entertainers that were coming out and saying the same thing. Yep. And no, it, it's it's crazy. But uh, once again, I urge you to reach out to see what they, you know, what, what Trump would do. Look, she 165 million people. Now, imagine if she got behind Trump. Forget about it. It would be incredible. I know. And by the way, she said, JC, that she's not going to endorse anybody. I wish she was, you know, it'd be interesting if she said, I'm going to endorse people who are pro-police and not cutting education and maybe aren't spending all the money on the migrants at taxpayers' expense. I wish you're right that she had turned it and said, you know what? I learned a lesson. Now I'm going to do this. All she said was she's not going to endorse anyone anymore. And I, 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 I think not getting involved in the process isn't a good thing. You're right. I, I think her voice would be a powerful thing at this point. JC, thank you very much. Let's go to Bob in the Bronx. Line four. Bob, your thoughts. Hey, Bob, are you there? Uh, did he get it wrong? I'm from Brooklyn, Bob. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he did get it wrong, but we'll forgive him. We'll forgive him. Go ahead, Bob. We'll forgive everybody. Everybody gets a pass. <laughs> yeah, that's I, typical I wanted, New York, I, right? <laughs> yes, and uh, it was a great experience growing up there, and I learned a lot in life. I'm uh, 77 years old now. I'm a vet, retired. Oh, thank you. So what do you think, looking at this all, do you go, that the fact that we're at this moment where they are literally thinking of cutting police. It looks like it's going to happen, uh, down more than 4,000. It's the number that we've seen in the 90s where things were so bad. And then there are also pre-K, other things, you know, education. This is a, this is a scary time, Bob, and it, and it really concerns me. And I don't see them saying, well, no, we made a mistake with the migrants. Boy, we got to send them all back, or let's have Biden, you know, take care of the migrants. They're still... Absorbing the migrants. Uh, Biden isn't closing the border. He's not giving money to New York. It's like there's no end in sight. Where's the solution, Bob? Well, here's another thing. Uh, Kennedy said, get the missiles out to Cuba. They shot him and his whole family. Uh, Nixon said, get out of Vietnam. They gave him Watergate. Reagan said, take the wall down, Mr. Gorbachev. They took it down and took him down. And Trump put the tariffs on China, and they gave him the virus. Wait, so, wait, wait. So we go back to the – what do you mean by Reagan? Are you talking about uh, the the Hinckley? Hinckley, yeah. Well, that Bob, that's a little bit of a stretch because uh, well, uh, Hinckley was a loony kazoony. Uh, who was uh, who was attracted to Jodie Foster? But 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 I but your point. Let, let's go back to your point. Your point is okay. that that so, you don't so, like so people outspoken. And, well, so and, was, and and listen, I I hear what you're saying. By the, by the way, later on in the week, Bob, um, I'm going to have on Marvin Scott is going to be on our show later on this week. Uh, Marvin uh, did uh, an interview with Abe Zapruder. Remember who did that very famous footage. And he's yeah. going to be joining us on Wednesday. I can't wait to get his take on sort of all of these layers. Uh, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it now because we'll talk about it later on the week because there is the big anniversary later this week of the Kennedy well, assassination. I, I, did have, I did miss your birthday yesterday. <clears throat> oh, Bob! Just, Bob, where, just, where were the flowers and the candy? Where were they? Well, 
I, I saved the song for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rita. Happy birthday to Bob, you have a good set of pipes there. Look, look at the applause that you're getting. Hey. Wow, Bob. I hope there's no small children or cats in the house. (laughs) I did it like I did it like this. I did it my Wow, Bob. Bob, you Bob, will you call us and serenade us every night? You are really, Uh really good. You gotta call us fly, back again. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> and Bob, you're great. We gotta fly to a break, but we gotta talk with you again soon. You're terrific, Bob. Thank you. You are so great. I love the serenade. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have the applause again for Bob? Because it was just, it was so great. Here we go, Bob. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, listen, Rita, and I own the bar at Fort Hamilton Parkway. And I, I was a longshoreman also. Oh, my. Thank you, by the way. And I love Fort Hamilton and I love the longshoreman, too, what you do. Thank you very much, Bob. And you're a great singer. More after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. So I know this will be a very difficult choice. Who's a better singer, Cardi B or Bob from Brooklyn? They both have, you know, good set of pipes, good range, good force. It was really good. What do you guys think? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie on line four. Eddie, what do you think of the competition, the uh, singathon? Well, being your Danish-Polish cousin and hearing it's talent night, Rita, and wanting to tell everybody that it's your birthday week, fly me to the moon. I hear it's made of pierogies in June. Oh, Rita, happy birthday week. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. And you even made it rhyme, too. Thank you. And you brought in my 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 a lovely, lovely Polish heritage. Ed, thank oh, you yeah. very, very you much. Will. You're so sweet, Ed. Love you very much and always appreciate your calls. Thank you. And love the, uh, the, uh, the Polish, uh, Polish intonation there. That was very nice. It was great. Ed. Thank you very, very much. Let's go real quick to, uh, let's go to Sandra real quick. Sandra. Okay. Real quick. I was reading the Morristown Medical Group letter of assessment, um, for Donald Trump, the doctor, Dr. Um, what's his name? Um, Dr. Uh, Bruce. Aaron Wolf. Yes, he yes. Said every, he, yes, he said everything is cardiovascular is normal, cancer screen normal, the weight loss, like you said earlier, he's lost weight, exercise. The best part of all, it says here, cognitive exams were exceptional. Now, if, if Biden gets these tests, they wouldn't even tell you, Rita, what they turned out to be. So what's the point of even asking him to take them? They wouldn't tell us. You're right. It would be like a top secret material. Or it would be like, God, I didn't know we had something for negative 10. 
Because that's about where it is these days, guys. Wow, wow. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today.